entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Owie. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Hoey and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about J. Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Hey, this is Kelly Hoey, guest host of the Business Builder Show, and I am absolutely thrilled to be sitting here next to my buddy, Tara Hunt, who Woo-hoo. is... I want to say social media. No, that's not even right. You don't were like, say digi- don't say guru. No, no, no gurus. <laughs> no gurus. You, no queens. No ninjas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, none of that. No hustler. No, you, no, seriously, you are a pioneer. You have been doing digital since 1992. Yeah, yeah, a long time. <laughs> It's like great because I'm like sitting next to you so I can see the body language and like you're just sort of like almost exhausted. But let's. Oh, man. Let's go back. That's what? older than most people that are on social media. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, oh. thought it, they thought it started, you know, in, in, you know, when Facebook launched or something like that. Now, yeah. what did you see? What do you think of is social and what did you see as the possibilities back in 92? Listen, there was no such thing as social media in 1992. Uh, I came out of school with like a cultural studies communications degree. I was really interested in marketing, but like approach, like I was my, one of my first jobs was at an ad agency and I was like, why is this such a conflict between like the brand and their consumers? Like it was always about like targeting and like interrupting and all these ways, but you know, of somehow like com- like battling for their their attention and i kept saying well people like to buy stuff they like you know th- it's a pleasurable action why are we fighting with them why are we treating them like like fish in a barrel um there's got to be a better way to connect with your consumers so even early on before and i was on the web um, and I probably got a lot of these ideas on the web before all of this, I was like, you know, we, there's gotta be a way to connect. And what I was finding that, you know, I was in these, uh, IRC channels and on early geo cities. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> we'll see how old the audience is. If, you know, anyone who, who knows what a geo city is that <laughs> listens to this episode, we want to hear from you. And there was like this amazing community of people, like generous community of people interacting, sharing uh, information, hiring each other, 
um, you know, even buying each other's books and uh, services and products and stuff. And I was like, this is the way that marketing should be. And so that's what I've always thought of is social is that, you know, marketing, the essence of marketing is that you're, you get your product to the right market, right? Um, and that market is the right market, meaning we want to buy it, um, whether it's out of desire or need. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. You're getting in front of the right market at the right time with the right, you know, product and message. And, um, this, what a great opportunity. There was all these people online going, Hey, I'm looking for this thing. And the first person that came along that says, Hey, I have this thing. Like that would be the person like that they would buy from. And so as the, you know, web evolved and you, we had these more, quote unquote, social networks come up, there were huge opportunities here because people were, and they still do, you see this all the time, posting that they're in the market for a new car or that they're looking at buying, you know, a new condo in, you know, looking at different neighborhoods or they are wondering where to go on vacation or where should they go for their anniversary dinner or, um, my skincare routine has gone south. Like I need something to fix my rosacea. Like every single product you can think of, even business services. I need a new accountant. I need a good lawyer. <laughs> People are putting this message out there all right. the time to their networks. Sometimes their networks are helpful, and sometimes those those networks are not helpful. And you know, they're, it, there's the, that connection isn't being made because companies aren't being social. If they were being social, they would be listening, hear this, and be like, hey, here's like, here's, you're asking for that. I'm offering this. Check it out. And then, you know, they would probably be the first ones that are there to make that sale. You know, so it's almost as saying, like, the, the way you and I look at these things, whether it is this brand engagement, you know, for lack of better words, or networking, for the lack of the better word, in the, you know, the pond I swim in. Like, when you take your bad behaviors, your bad, you know, whether it's marketing or networking behaviors, and you've just moved it from, you know, <laughs> on what I would say, one, one venue to another, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's still, not helpful. It's just not helpful. They're still interrupting, right? I'm still getting ads on all of these platforms for stuff I never asked for. Now, there is, of course, there's a whole brand part and, you know, the whole desire creation piece. And I will admit that I have, I actually I end up buying more off social ads than I ever did on like other types of advertising because it is better with its targeting but like it's still it's still there's still the brands are still not really they're not listening that's a whole piece that is still missing in the social mm-hmm. um the whole social marketing sphere people think of social as the platforms right they right. think of it as the ads on the platforms and it's not that's there's that's the furthest thing from social. In fact, these platforms have become incredibly anti-social. Yeah, yeah. They've pitted us against each other. They've divided us. They've uh, invited trolls and like made us uh, break up with our friends. <laughs> uh, they've they've driven people into deep depression mm-hmm. because they can't keep up. Like the platforms are like hurting social. 
Right. They've like in many ways they sort of magnified the the worst of our human behaviors oh God, by, yes. by making outrageous promises of what would happen if we were on these platforms versus if we take our good behaviors, if we care about other people and we consistently, regularly, generously show up, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And early on, I think I was super excited uh, as you know, the web 2.0 days, remember those days, web 2.0, uh, the, so the rise of the social web when Flickr was the darling community and delicious. Anybody remember delicious? Uh, another, another prize for a listener, GeoCities and delicious. If you yeah. know, know what those are, if you could spell it with the dots in the right place. You get bonus for prizes <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, back in that time period with all of those early startups, what was amazing are those early social networks. What was amazing is there were a lot of companies, even big companies that were, uh, like Samsung, for instance, that were in, uh, Comcast that were going on these networks and they were listening wow. and they were interacting and they were building relationships. But somebody at some point, like, I don't know what happened, whether it's the ad agencies took them over or somebody internally was like, how many impressions or, you know, some, ad, exactly some old metric. Somebody like said, we're not like, it's not doing anything because they couldn't measure it the same way with the same million impressions that they would get from a um, billboard or whatever. They came along and they, they yanked funding and they yanked uh, the focus from that and and handed those platforms more over to be more of a broadcast. Right. Tool. Go, go, yeah, go, go back to our old platforms. So our guest today on the Business Builder Show is founder of Truly, mm -hmm. Tara Hunt. Tara, where can people find you? Uh, well, I'm, well, I'm all over social networks. <laughs> After all that, as Miss at Miss Rogue in most places, or Tara Hunt, you can uh, Google me there. But uh, the my company is truly um, it's at trulysocial.ca at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're in Toronto. We're actually sitting here in uh, love, lovely downtown Toronto. Yeah. And you're dropping social from from your name. Jack, yeah. Can you want to share why? Why? I mean, social is key and vital, but yeah. what what are people getting wrong? Like when I say people, companies, when they, let's talk about what you do and why companies who, you know, see the word social mm -hmm. take it wrong. Yeah. So the anecdote I think I told you earlier was I walked into a networking event and they looked at my name tag, truly social. Oh, nice. Do you tweet for people? Like, uh, <laughs> Was the and and it's not the first time that I've heard that, um, and I always like say, uh, well, I mean, we we have and we do, but that's not like that's not what we we do. We we create strategies. We say we create strategies for the social era, um, and that is, let's figure out a way to connect with your audience, with your customers, your current and your potential, build loyalty, increase credibility and trust. Um, uh, deepen uh, like those relationships that you have to leverage like word of mouth. So if people love your service or your product, like you're not just 
like switch they're like taking their arm and twisting it to to share it with the world they want to share it with the world because of the value that you're bringing to them so however way whichever way that plays out with your audience whether it's a content or through influencers or through community building or whatever tool at the end of the day the tactic that you use to make sure that you're deepening those bonds and and being valuable and growing that credibility like that's what we that's what we research mm-hmm. and figure out and put together and then help companies launch and the problem with having truly social as our title um, for our company is that people assumed automatically that all we did was tweet tweet <laughs> <laughs> we may do a lot of that but you know but but you've already said you you, you start and I'm going to talk about um, your process because it mirrors the way I think about networking because when for me when someone thinks about networking the first thing they do is they think events and business cards and strangers and a cocktail party and how how do they have an elevator pitch and I'm like hold on that's the tactic Mm -hmm. you know let's go back to the beginning what's your goal you know who are the people who can help you reach that goal now where are they hanging out and that's like one of those things I always say let's talk about your recent video you've mm-hmm. got amazing uh, on youtube you've got amazing channel um hey, you know true truly social with tara hunt let's talk about your re- well your recent two videos because you did say content before let's talk about you know content is dead but it's not really bad yeah. content is dead mm-hmm. and let's talk about where people like business people should and and entrepreneurs and small business owners when they're thinking about their social engagement with their targeted customers, clients, community, how and where do they start thinking about that? And it's not with a tweet. Well, spoiler alert, it's not with a tweet. (laughs) Well, uh, I like to say it's simple, but it's not easy. The simplicity comes from asking the same questions that you just asked. Number one, who is your audience? And like, you know, number two is what are your goals? And of course, there's other, you know, with the audience, like you start, then you start to ask those questions, like, where are they? What are, you know, what are their motivations? Their, what keeps them up at night? Uh, what are their attitudes about the world? And um, what, what level of knowledge do they have? Are they, you know, are they novice? Are they expert? All those questions. There's a ton of questions behind the audience. Um, but, you know, it's, that's, there's two simple questions though. Yeah. What are, who's your audience and, um, what are your goals, uh, to achieve with that audience? And then, um, that sort of sets the stage. Now the not easy part is validating and understanding that audience and also awful, uh, habit for almost every brand we've ever worked for is saying, well, our audience is everybody. (laughs) Worst, worst answer ever, ever. Yes. And, but it's consistent. And I think that probably comes from a fear of missing your mark on the Mm -hmm. audience and not, and like limiting your, your growth. Right. Um, so. But whereas researching and really understanding who the ideal customer or client is and doubling down on them is actually going to help you achieve your mark rather than sort of aimlessly shooting out, you know, all over the place. So yeah, that's what the research is for making sure that mark is being hit. 
the research is validating that that is the right audience. And we've had clients come to us saying, this is our audience. And then we go and we're like, okay, great. You know, like a doctor, we're like, you know, glad you read MD, WebMD. Now I'm going to actually do some tests. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't, yeah, just because you don't feel well and you looked on WebMD doesn't mean I'm going to take that as, you know, yeah, the here's reason. your prescription. Yeah. Oh, here, <laughs> let me do that surgery. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you must have cancer. Um, but like, <laughs> I knew we could get you to jump in, Marty. <laughs> I'm just laughing. That's all. I'm not jumping in necessarily. I'm just entertained. You know, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, feel free to jump in anytime. So we take that, we've, you know, we've taken that audience and tested it against the research and we deep dive and we answer like three questions below that. Those two top simple questions is like your, who is your best customer is like the person, do they have an acute need or desire for your product? And that's number one. And number two is, can they pay for it? You'd be surprised at how many people aim at our audiences like, oh, we want to get teenagers and they're not going to pay for that (laughs) product. And then number three is your best, best audience is like one that's already part of a what we call a tight community of interest or a dense community of interest. People that gather with other people like them on a regular basis socially, right? Uh, Whether it's professional social or social social, and they share information about what they're using. And when somebody pipes up in those groups, and this is where you tie in the social, not through ads, but by igniting and inspiring your audience, your customers to pipe up in those groups where somebody says, I need, I don't know, I need software that I need new accounting software and you've done such a good job building that relationship with that person that they're recommending it to people in that group. And then you have that your software signups spread like wildfire through that group. Right. So those, that's, those are the questions underneath that. And so if we can't show that they're, well, they they have an acute need or desire for your product and that they can't pay for it. Well, of course, that should eliminate them right away. But number three, if we can't like we can't show that they're going to be part of this tighter community and share and recommend and spread the word amongst other people who are like them, who have the acute or need or desire and can pay for it, then it's probably not your audience at the end right. of the day. Right. If they're not, not going to share this, uh, because you used and highlighted them in your, um, most recent video. Um, can you talk about that fabulous client where you did the audience research and these are two people at the same firm, mm-hmm. but very different audiences, which led to very different outcomes, yeah. even though they were using the same social channel, which is video. Yeah. Same, same social channel and sometimes even the same topics. Uh, so yes, they're not only in the same audience, uh, in the same uh, company, but they like are two doors down from each other in the same office. Um, it is PWO Capital. Uh, they're a wealth management firm, boutique kind of in uh, Canada. They have uh, offices in Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, and Waterloo. And uh, these two advisors both wanted to do video. Uh, well, we, we determined video would be good for them. Actually, the one didn't want to do video, but I said, you need to do video because it's going to be the best way for you to connect with your audience. And um, Nancy, who is the one that didn't want to do video at first, she um, 
her audience is very much more like they're they're super smart, accomplished entrepreneurs, quite often women. Um, but they're 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 doing so many things. Mm-hmm. They don't they're not sitting and reading the like investment pages and financial posts and stuff because they're worried about growing their business and paying their employees and getting new clients. They're doing a lot of stuff on that side. So when it comes to advice around wealth management, saving for retirement, investment advice, that sort of thing, they do not like they're a pretty like that sort of novice level of, of knowledge, but they do want to know what's happening with their money because right. they want to know that all oh, this hard work, is going to pay off someday you know right, they really right. want to know this I, i'm working hard for my money i want my money to work hard for me so they need they need some need i'm some working i'm working for that my tie on the beach you know <laughs> uh spa days every day like lifestyle towards the end uh and so nancy's videos are very they're basic but not like insulting, um, insulting at all no uh but she breaks things down simply she takes you know she's then the title of her series is no dumb questions because she, when we were talking, going through the discovery phase, she said, well, when my clients come in, they always say like, oh, this is a stupid question. I always say, oh, there are no dumb questions. And I said, that is going to be the name of your series. And what we talked about was talk about those n- no dumb questions, those not dumb questions. We're going to structure your series. What are those? And we went through those. Um, and then, you know, we even went back through her emails that she would send to her clients who would ask these questions. And literally, they would be like, this a is a dumb question. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was we had enough ideas. And usually there was something very specific. It wasn't like the big. And when Nancy answered them in emails, it, they were like, she was so good at she used like analogies and stuff. So we we put we built that right into her scripts for her series. Um, and then because um, we wanted to make this the, her series warm and friendly and fun and edutaining, as we call it, we we used like this lightweight animation to help illustrate the concepts. Now that was Nancy and her. Her clients share her videos all the time, thank her for her videos all the time. Uh, Just, you know, they just absolutely love what she's doing and they feel smarter and more informed and trusting her deeper and refer a lot of clients. That's what she wants. Ben on the other side. So this is Ben, her colleague, same firm, two doors down. Two doors down. Ben is a data-driven, no-nonsense guy. (laughs) Ben, if you can get him to smile, it's a, it's he's a, a very serious guy. This is a master achievement, is it? Oh, yeah. And he'll smile usually when you jab him about the fact that he's like super geeky. And he takes a lot of pride in it. And he likes to hang out in like places like on Reddit and have arguments about investing strategies with people. He has um, he attracts a client who is actually a DIY type investor, somebody who who has maybe been trying to play the market for a few years because they think everybody else is stupider than them. Right. And then it's like, A, I have too much here to handle, which is a good problem to have, I guess. Um, or B, like, you know, they're they're just like, 
you know, I'm doing, I'm too busy to right. do this and, and I need somebody to be on top of this. And so what they, what Ben puts out there is his, you know, he goes into a lot of this academic research. He goes into a lot of discussions. He, he like, he fights with people like online in that way that he's like, this is bad advice. You know, he's very, he's very, he like has that serious scowl. He report, he quotes academic papers by people whose names I would never be able to pronounce using words that I would never like be able to say, uh, pronounce myself. Uh, and it's super data driven scientific. And if you go to his YouTube channel, it's Ben Felix or Benjamin Felix CSI or Ben Felix CSI. One of the two. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, you'll see under every video, there are these huge, like, like, tens to hundreds of comments under each video of engagement and they're arguing with him and but it's like a it's you can tell it's because they respect him it's right. not a I, you're a trolling sort of thing it's like i i agree with you on this point but i disagree with you on this point because of this paper and this paper and this paper and he'll come back he's like those papers were de debunked in this paper over here like they have these long and you know what those that group refers tons of clients to him because they're like, you know what? The rest of them are BS. But this guy knows what he's talking about. Okay, sometimes I don't agree with him. But mostly I agree with him. Most of me agree. And, and, and I'm going to say he's able to attract these clients because these people are like, like no one's been smart enough to, to invest my money other than me. But yeah. th now I found someone who exactly. is. And I think this is just such a fascinating – thank you for going into such depth about this client, um, PWL Capital, because – it, you know, you, you often find you have a company, you know, a brand, a corporation that says we need a firm strategy. Like everyone, every every one of our lawyers, every one of our consultants, every one of our, um, you know, I want to say whoever in our firm is going to do the same thing. And you become so generic that you're indistinguishable. But here you're saying, great, the firm strategy is to engage more with our existing clients and get word of mouth referrals. Yeah. Video is a great way to do it. But every single advisor is not doing the same video. No. And also, just to back you up, is early research for this client, because it was PWL Capital, the firm that hired us, early research unearthed the insight that people do not hire generally, especially when you have more money, when you have very little money to invest, you might go to a bank because you trust the brand name, but people do not hire a brand or a firm for their money management. They hire based on a personality, a person, a connection that they have with that person where they're like, you get me, you get where I want to go. You know, we have this simpatico, here's my money, I can trust you. So I knew very early on that the any sort of content that came out could not be like some general like trust this firm we do great work it had to be coming from the individuals themselves and not trust me i do great work but really demonstrating their knowledge their experience their thought leadership and their style and ben's going to turn some people off and nancy's going to turn some people off but those aren't the people that would work with them anyway right Absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, anyway, thank you again for sharing that that uh, case study. Tell everybody again where they can find you online and on the web. So 
Tara Hunt um, or Miss Rogue everywhere, R-O-G-U-E, not the red uh, in, in French or pink in French. Um, and then uh, trulysocial.ca for the company. Fantastic. We'll put in the show notes the link to your YouTube channel, which has got all your amazing videos that are so helpful. Marty, I can't believe you've been quiet through this entire interview, but for that one little laugh. Well, the podcast. Well, you, why don't you promote their podcast? I listen to them. Um, you know, she's got a great. They do a great podcast. Talk about that for a minute or two. Oh yeah, right, right. But you know, yeah, I'm keeping <clears throat> keeping the eye on the time, Marty. I, I know, know, but go ahead, go another minute. I'm fascinated. Talk about the podcast. So, what? Why did you start a podcast? So, actually, the podcast was something that my husband and partner in the firm wanted to start. Um, he's been, a video guy. <laughs> well, he's, he's a like, video optimization guy. He doesn't like I've been doing the videos for many years and he well, we both listen to a lot of podcasts, but when he brought, came onto the firm, he wanted to focus on content of his own. Now, unfortunately, like I'm on the podcast with him and I'm very talkative and I have a big mouth. So I have to make sure that I let him also take over more and more on that one. Uh, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a tip from, from Tom Peters, who was one of our guests uh, on the business builder show. And Tom writes the word, listen on his hand before he goes into meetings. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) That's a very good idea. So poor Carlos gets like completely um, talked over by me. I try to very hard to make sure that I let him talk as well. But yeah, it was his his idea to want to do a podcast. And, you know, I've always loved podcasts and been interested in podcasts, but I'm more comfortable in the video medium for a bunch of different reasons, partially because I'm very expressive. I'm hand wavy. I'm, quote unquote, entertaining in a lot of ways. Like I can I can confirm that as I sit here. Yeah. So I'm sure you can. Visually, I think it's more fun to listen to me, watch me than listen to me because I tend to drone on. But if I'm waving my hands, I don't know. So also video makes me stay shorter. Like I can edit it a lot more and where podcast is more about a conversation, which obviously I drone on. So, yeah. So Truly Social, the the podcast, we'll make sure we put that in the the show notes as well. Tara. Anything, anything else you want to add there? No, just uh, fascinating, great uh, podcast, great website. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to be with us, uh, Kelly uh, and Tara. Great job. Thank you so much, Marty, for having me. Thanks, J. Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builders Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey, H-O-E-Y dot C-O. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builder Show at MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at C-SuiteRadio.com. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. 
Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.